0: Log Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new.
1: A new show called G's Power. Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour I Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And so, got a lot of stuff going on. Everybody's getting ready for the holidays. You know, people are getting their... Uh, Hopefully, you're getting your finances together in the right way for the uh, shopping for the holiday season, uh, but uh, we also need to get ourselves together in terms of our diets, and so, and yeah, I know, you're going to, why you got to spoil it? The thing is, if you can modify how you're eating, what you're eating, how you're cooking, and all that kind of stuff now with the most challenging part of the year before us, which is Thanksgiving um, as well as Christmas, but Thanksgiving for sure with all of that gravy and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and all that kind of stuff, and Yeah, I'm making some mouth water right now. Mine is watering too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But if you can do certain minor modifications uh, now, then, you know, when you start to make those New Year's resolutions to try to get yourself physically fit, uh, diet-wise and exercise-wise, it won't be so hard, you know. Like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day, so, you know, you don't have to do everything all at once. And one modification a year will kind of get you on the right track, believe it or not, you know. And before you know it, it's like, oh, I didn't realize that I was doing that. I didn't realize that this was helping in this way, and you'll see some changes, and you'll probably feel a little bit better, too. So we are going to talk to Tara Collingwood about some of these changes and things that we need to look out for because it is National Diabetes Month, and a lot of us are dealing with diabetes, are on medication, are having to take, you know, to do the- the finger prick and all that type of stuff. And some of us, like me, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm trying to pull myself back from the brink, me who thinks that life is not complete without dessert, um, but I'm pulling myself back from the brink, Um, trying to do that uh, regular um, exercise, even though I have not gone to the gym today, but I will get there or I will be doing Zumba at home, one or the other, but something's going to happen today. Um, And then you're just trying to modify the diet a little bit. I let myself go during the summer. And, yeah, it's kind of difficult once you let yourself go to pull yourself back. But, you know, little by little, we all can do it, you know. And the best thing, too, is to have someone to do these things with. Um, Accountability is crucial. It's key. And even though, you know, some of us are very disciplined, some of us need a little, you know, help. Uh, and that I think in some cases that's why some of us also don't have, let's say, a partner or something because we don't want to be held accountable. We don't, you know, want to be checking in and say, hey, have you had enough water? Hey, have you, um, you know, pulled back from eating this because this is going to cause you this kind of problem? Uh, you know, have you, you know, done your Ten thousand steps, or, or whatever it is that you should be doing a day. No one wants. So there are some people that just don't want to be held accountable. You know, and you know that if that's what you choose to do, that's fine. But there are repercussions. So just make sure you understand that. That when you know when you are trying to get around the system, while you're trying to get around the accountability, you know that you can do it and can probably do it very, 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 very successfully. But then, you know, there's always a price to pay. Like my mom used to say, pay me now or pay me later. You know, so you just got to decide. You're going to pay one way or the other. You're just going to have to decide what the cost is going to be, whether it's going to be a little bit of inconvenience now or you're going to just be a... well you you know you're not going to age gracefully let me just put it that way there's so many other things i can say but you know let's just do that anyway i'm going to give you the number by the way just in case you have questions for tara when she comes on board with us the number is 516-387-1944 that's 516-387-1944 and if you have before she comes on if you have any uh topics that you'd like to discuss we can discuss those too we can chat a little bit but um Anyway, we're going to uh, wait for her, and uh, we can also take a quick break. Um, before we do that, though, uh, I want to find out, by the way, if, if any of you have any, let's say, recipes that you want to share uh, for the holidays, especially if it's something that um, involves vegetables, you know, something that's you know, good source of protein, you know, something that is not – and I was talking. I was uh, actually texting with Marion Benton earlier. He, he's going to come on next month, but I was actually texting with him, and I told him like, like, you know, hey, this is the one time of year that I make a beeline for the gravy. You know, it just is. But then, you know, I have managed to pull back. I used to be a three plate a day, uh, a Thanksgiving day girl. You know, three helpings, three three plates you know, and I pulled myself back from that. Now, I'm going to tell you, my plate for Thanksgiving is probably going to be full because I like to sample a little bit of everything. I do not like to miss out on a good dish. So, yeah, it's going to be, you know, a little bit of everything, and and then there may be a small dessert plate. But, I'm probably going to be out in my yard mowing or gardening or something on Friday morning. Um, I'm not getting out in a crowd with you all shopping. There's not that much that um, I want or need, and if God intends for me to have it, you know, I'll figure a way out. But you know, uh, just you know, wanted to say that just pick and choose, you know, make you know, make some positive decisions that might cause a little anxiety. Don't succumb to the peer pressure from other folks that say, Yay, hey, you need to you need to have some of this. If you are not necessarily inclined, if you want to pass up that dish as you're going down into the uh buffet line or whatever, uh, you know, pass it up. Somebody else will eat it if you don't. Um and if not, it just, you know, it, it just wasn't meant for you. You have to make the right decision for you. Anyway, the number five one, six three eight seven one nine four four uh wanna hear about your plans. How many of you are traveling? um I would just venture to say, uh just be safe, uh be cautious, be aware of your surroundings, um keep an eye out on the person if you're on the plane that may be um drinking a little bit too much um and then also to. Even though this is not Domestic Violence Awareness Month, that does not mean that it does not occur outside of October. Uh, Families that haven't seen each other for a long time that are trying to, let's say, push back or suppress grievances and haven't resolved them a lot of times with the, you know, too much of the crowds coming in and, and too much of the, uh, you know, food that, that is not necessarily making you feel all that well, even though you may not realize it. Uh, there's a lot of factors involved, that involve, and it can make for a kind of a volatile situation. I suggest if you have grievances that have not been resolved, if there's a way that you can do it civilly, ahead of the holiday that you're going to be sharing take the time and resolve those grievances ahead of time so that things will be calm on the day of thanksgiving life is way way too short to be holding stuff in it's not good for your heart it's not good for your gut it's just you know a lot of stress that unnecessary stress get them resolved, at least to a point where you can be civil with each other when you see each other on the holiday. And just be thankful that you have somebody to, to have kind of maybe a, a grievance with because there's a lot of us around here that are, a lot of our loved ones are gone, especially in the wake of COVID, okay? So just keep that in mind when um, you're trying to uh, you know figure out how you're going to deal with certain situations the holidays. Try to get them resolved in advance in a civil manner, and just agree to disagree um on, on whatever the topic is, and just get past the holiday and don't bring it to the table. Okay, especially if it's not anybody else's business. So, anyway, the number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. Gonna take a quick break. Gonna come back with Tara Collingwood uh, in. You know, you can ask her your dietary questions when she comes back. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back.
0: Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything
1: changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar. Or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At Our Gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call Our Gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email OurGatherings at Yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Hey there, welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. This month is National Diabetes Awareness Month, and yes, how dare we talk about diabetes around Thanksgiving time? There is no better time to talk about it because we need to figure out a way to live our lives while we're dealing with the disease, which is affecting so many of us. And we have Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva, on with us again to help us out. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back. I am great, Gretchen. How are you? I am well, well. Blessed to have you. Thanks so much. So what's going on? Are you ready? Well, I
0: yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's so funny that you say that. About, you know, November has always been, you know, Diabetes Awareness Month, and See, it is kind that. of cruel. <laughs> it's cruel to have it when it's the largest <laughs> food holiday of the year as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I, like I said, I told somebody, I this is the time of year I, I make a beeline for gravy. Um, you know, I've, oh, really? I have managed to kind of, you know, ease it out of, of other times of the year, you know, or just every now and then. But, yeah, you know, it's like, where is it? I'm looking for it on Thanksgiving. So <laughs> it's kind of hard.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, what I tell people about Thanksgiving is it's one day. You know, it's one day (laughs) and and it's actually one Mm -hmm. meal, you know, and so if you overeat in that one meal, we all will and it's over and done with. The problem is eating the high calorie, high fat leftovers for days afterwards. And of course, it's what kicks off the holiday season to now all kinds of holiday parties and stuff that might be lying around the office or whatever's tempting you in terms of that holiday season between Thanksgiving and, um, and really the new year. So, you know, that's five weeks (laughs) versus one day. Um, So Mm -hmm. have at it, have fun, enjoy Thanksgiving. um, And, you know, let's worry about the other
1: 364 days of the year
0: (laughs) and what we're doing on those days rather than just that one
1: day. Okay. So still, because like I was saying before, you know, before, I was saying that if you can kind of start making modifications now, and it doesn't necessarily have to be everything all at once, okay, but if you can start making some minor modifications now, when you, for example, get to January and you start making those resolutions and everything, you'll already have, let's say, one change in place, um, and as, as they say, Rome was not built in a day, so you know, this, this, whatever it is that you're dealing with health-wise didn't happen necessarily overnight in most cases. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely.
1: So what do you, so what do you say, let's say, um, you know, because you also don't want, one of the things you, I guess, really like about Thanksgiving, you know, you have, I guess, foods that are come from childhood experiences and memories that put a smile on your face. You have foods that are like comfortable, they're creamy, they're saucy, they're savory, you know, it's got, oh, you know, all those that stuff that, you know, that we shouldn't have uh, on a regular basis. I'll say that on a regular basis. So what do you suggest in terms of mild modifications that, maybe won't be so noticeable when you're trying to celebrate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's lots of ways that you can, you know, reduce, let's say, the amount of butter that's called for in that corn casserole or use, you know, light or fat-free sour cream in some dips, Um, you know, substitute some Greek yogurt you know, use light mayonnaise. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you can do behind the scenes that mm-hmm. absolutely will not be detected at all, <laughs> um, not even a little bit, you know. And so, um, so you know, just doing those kinds of things. I mean, I look at recipes all the time and I go, really? Does it really need that much butter? Or do I need a whole, <laughs> you know, stick? Um, can I just use, you know, even a half a stick? Like, I mean, even, you know, using a tiny bit less of, you know, certain things is um, right. is going to be important. So, um, so that and, you know, and then what it comes down to is portion as well. So, you know, you might want that creamy, full fat, you know, whatever it is, but do you have to fill your plate with it? Or can you just, you know, have that little bit and enjoy it and savor it? And, I, you know, I think that's one of the problems with Thanksgiving too is that there's so much different stuff that we want to have mm-hmm. a little of everything If you start piling on with too much, now you don't have room on your plate, and then you have to go back for seconds, and then that's when the problem comes in. So if you just take a little of, you know, of everything and, and taste everything before, and then if there's something you're really, really dying to get again, then you can get a little bit more of that. But try to just put smaller amounts on your plate to begin with.
1: So let me ask this. You as the host or hostess, how responsible should you you try to be? Or is that, I mean, I'm thinking if you're a caring family member or a good friend or something, there's something that you might try to do to to make it, to try to help out the situation. For example, I was curious, do you pre-slice the pie, okay, or the cake? You know or the car- mm-hmm. do you do you you know do you try to do the the preemptive strike and already have certain portions already carved out? You could do that for
0: sure, but I think it it is up to us as individuals to say, you know what, even that smaller piece of pie that you cut, I'll take half of that. you know, I just want a mm. little taste of that and maybe leave a little bit of the crust behind. Um, you know, so there's, there's ways that, yes, as host and hostess, you know, we can, we can do a, a better job at, you know, either cooking behind the scenes, using less of some of that heavier ingredients like we just talked about, or, mm-hmm. um, or just making sure that also we have a few things, like maybe instead of the green bean casserole, maybe we do do more just fresh green beans with slivered almonds that are, mm-hmm. you know, not going to be quite as heavy because there's all kinds of other casseroles that have the heavy stuff. And so do we need everything to be a casserole? (laughs) Um, You know, and so, you know, I think there's, there are ways, but, but at the end of the day, it's up to each of us on our plate to decide what goes into our body and don't feel guilty. of getting a little bit behind, Um, but, you know, of course we don't want to be completely wasteful. And so that's where taking that smaller piece to begin with, I think is, you know, the, the smarter choice. And then you're not tempted also to, have to leave a little bit behind.
1: <laughs> right. Because I was also thinking, too, now I know, and, and <laughs> before I go there, I'm grateful for all of the people's houses that I've been there that do this. But you have some people that will allow everybody into the kitchen and let them, you know, go into the pots and just get as much as they want or whatever. Um I, me personally, I'm not that person that you know. First of all, I don't keep the best kitchens. I'm working on that, but also too, I just I've never been one of those people that thought everybody should be in in the kitchen. I don't remember that happening at my my mom's house. I mean, she she was yeah. open. She was like, you know, you could have food, but the food was put out for the yeah. guests. So what I'm wondering is maybe do you not just put everything out? and make everything available, you just kind of maybe let the the containers kind of go empty before you put more in them, you know, that's also kind of curbing that wasting food thing too, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I think letting the individual be the decision maker of how much they want to put on their plate. And then, you know, just from a food safety perspective, I mean, you brought it you know, this made me think how you were saying that, that, you know, we don't want to leave everything out for hours and hours and hours either. It's tempting Mm -hmm. to just say, oh, well, people might want to pick, you know, as a a host, you don't want to put things away before people are done. But you also don't want to get people sick in the following days afterwards, or even that day if the turkey's sitting out for four hours and then people come back and pick at it. You know, you want Mm -hmm. to try to refrigerate everything within about two hours of it being out at room temperature. So that's an important thing, and, you know, packing up some of those leftovers for guests to take home, um, you know, have guests come with leftover containers if you don't want to have it all, you know, at your house and tempting you for days and days and days. I, I do that all the time. I'm like, bring your containers because I don't want all mm. this. I will gladly <laughs> give you some leftovers to take home with you.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, I have I have a cousin that actually has the um, the, like, I would say hefty, the styrofoam containers or whatever for for people to go ahead and just fill up and take with them. Yeah, know? yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, now for people with diabetes, what's yeah. the big challenge this season?
0: You know, I think it is because, you know, Thanksgiving has such starchy foods and then the holiday season is a lot of sweet Things. I think that is, you know, not that diabetics can't have starch and can't have some sugar, but, you know, of course, those are the things that we want to try to limit or um, or be aware of. And so once you add up, you know, everything that you're eating at that meal that has a lot of carbohydrate content, it can, yeah, it can really boost your sugar up a little bit too high. So I think just being smart around combining With some protein, you know, trying to have a little bit more fiber, you know, higher fiber foods to try to buffer that glucose impact. And, and again, it's not even just the what, it's the how much. So if you can just really watch the portion of how much you're eating as a diabetic, that's going to be even, you know, the bigger key than, oh, did these sweet potatoes have a little bit of, you know, brown sugar mixed in with them. Um yeah they probably did. So assume that they did and you know take a little bit less because of it. So that's what I always try to tell, you know, my diabetics is it's it's about the portion. You know, assume that yes there's going to be, you know, lots of sugar in a lot of those, you know, foods that you know uh, taste sweet to you and so let's just, you know, maybe have a, a tiny bit less of those and then fill your plate with more of the non-starchy vegetables and you know, fresher fruit salads versus the things that are going to be, you know, like the cobblers and things that have a lot of added sugar.
1: Okay, so let me ask you, we were talking about cobblers because I've tried to lean more. I, 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 I'm, let me say, I'm, my ultimate favorite dessert pretty much is a three-layer moist chocolate cake. Um, and especially German chocolate cake because my mom always made it for me for my birthday with um, kiramisu running right up there. But I I tried to kind of, I guess, lean more toward cobblers saying to myself, well, at least that's fruit. Is Mm -hmm. that kind of a a (laughs) – am I just fooling myself here with that? It
0: it depends. It depends on how that cobbler is made. So, yes, the base could be – you know, fruit, but how much sugar is added to it. It could be just as much sugar as is added to that chocolate cake, especially when you're talking about a topping on top of the cobbler mm. too. If you've got, you know, the brown sugar and either oats or flour or nuts or whatever that's, you know, going on top of the cobbler and that yummy, you know, delicious crust that, that's, you know, getting on top of there, um, then, yeah, it could be, or, you know, some cobblers do have a crust on the bottom as well. So depending, it could be, you know, pie is not necessarily just because it's a fruit pie doesn't mean it's necessarily healthier or better or more nutritious than that chocolate cake.
1: Yeah, I I, I think I've gotten to the point in my life uh, that if I'm really loving what I'm eating, <laughs> it probably isn't all that good for me. <laughs> I hate that, <laughs> but, but <laughs> like, you know, you'll say something like, oh, my God goodness. And you're like, okay, this is wrong in so many ways. But, um, you know, uh, I guess if you're not doing it that often, like you said, maybe this is the one time of year that you, you know, kind of go off. And then plus two, if you've taken yourself away from a lot of the salt or a lot of the sugar for the majority of the year, and then you come back to it, uh, sometimes you're a little resistant uh, you know, it's, it's like, oh, my, this is a little much, you know. Yeah. What has well, happened and, and in that pallets, time frame?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our palates do adjust. I mean, if you've got someone who, for example, has, let's say, congestive heart failure or really high blood pressure, and they've been told that they have to reduce their sodium intake, and they actually do. And they reduce their sodium intake, and now you know, everything is, is salt-free and, you know, all this stuff. Like, they're they're really following the guidelines and then they go to a restaurant or somewhere and have, you know, some chicken noodle soup, and it's just regular soup. It's not low-sodium soup. And they're like, whoa, this is super. Like, did you throw the salt shaker in here? Like, I can't! oh, my <laughs> God, I can't even eat this. It's so salty. Whereas before, you were like, yeah, this is good. Um, so, yes, our palates do adjust, more so to salt, from my understanding, than even to sugar, but definitely with sugar as well. I mean, we all know that. You know, you can give someone, you know, let's say that, that cobbler, and one piece of person will bite it and go, whoa, this is so sweet. And another person will go, hmm, I could actually use a little more sugar in here. <laughs> so, you know, right. everybody's got, yeah, everybody's got a different palate. Um, but even within our own palate, you can adjust it according to your normal behaviors of what it expects, what sweetness tastes like to you. Um so, so, yes, I think, you know, if you are spending most of your year eating lower sugar, lower salt then when you are eating something around the holiday time or, you know, in a rich, decadent catered meal or restaurant meal or something like that, you go, ooh, yeah, quite a bit. And, and hopefully it'll... Cause you to maybe not want to eat as much because it's almost a turnoff. Then when it's too salty or too sweet, it's like, ooh, I can't, mm-hmm. this is too much for me. I can't, I can't eat this anymore. Mhm.
1: That's kind of like me trying to go back to doing a lot of milk chocolate because I got away from it and start doing mostly dark chocolate. So now yeah. when I go back to milk chocolate, it is it's a little bit too sweet, even yeah. kind of pasty it's like or creamy. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah so um and what's funny though, I was listening you know, I was thinking about my husband and I just recently you know it's it's we've gone from um pumpkin spice latte phase to peppermint mocha phase or whatever um with those <laughs> coffees, darn those coffees, but anyway, uh went to this one place that had uh what they called a peppermint, i guess a peppermint mocha or a steamer um and they did it with, and we were going to get it with almond milk. They they did it, didn't have almond milk, and we did it with oat milk, milk. And I swear, it was like falling into a, a pool of peppermint cream or something like that. It was just, it was very oh. good. It was, you know, warm. It was creamy and everything. And then my husband said, maybe next time I'll cut it with just some regular coffee because it was a little too sweet. And I'm like, really? you know and I was kind of I was a little disappointed but I was kind of proud of him at the same time especially because he deals a little bit more with the diabetes issues you know so for him to acknowledge that um, this may have been a little bit too sweet means that hey maybe we've done you know a better job than we thought in terms of cutting back on yeah maybe he's adjusted
0: his palate a little bit but he now realizes like wow this is yeah this is too much for me
1: yeah that's good yeah so yeah so yeah it, it, it can happen I just want everybody to realize that it can happen in gradual increments without you even uh, realizing it maybe you know instead of two teaspoons or whatever sugar in your coffee do a teaspoon and a half or whatever you just kind of gra- gradually yep. cut back or, or use different things that's another thing I want to ask you about too when we come back are the um, sweetener options and what, okay. you, you know, are they beneficial or what. So we are here with Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva. It is National Diabetes Month, and we're addressing some things. So if you have questions, please give us a call. The number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour. i never had it so good entertainment. We'll be right back. Yeah. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour i I've Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is National Diabetes Month and, you know, if you have diabetes, hopefully there's something that you can get out of this show. If you don't, you're trying to pull yourself back from the brink like me, um, you know, hopefully there's some tips that we can help you with as well. Please don't hesitate to call. I know you all just like to listen, but, you know, for those of you that have questions, there's no better time than now to kind of get those questions answered. The number is 516-387-1944. Tara, I want to ask you about the lovely array of uh, sugar substitutes. Okay. Um, there's Truvia, there's Stevia, there's, uh, goodness gracious, Sweet and Low. I can't even remember all of them. I don't even know how many of them are still on the shelf. Equal, um, other than aspartame, I, you know, I, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined at this point in my life to just say, I'll just try to cut back on the sugar, I am uh-huh. actually a little bit wary of some of these uh substitutes because I'm don't I'm not sure of what the side effects might be and some of them are you know I know some of derivatives from of actual natural sweeteners um but some of them are just made up. So can you, you give a little insight to these things and what when we should be using them uh what kind of works better than others and how we should be using them whether we cook with them or just put them in coffee or on food help
0: yeah absolutely it is very confusing but I think for a diabetic it's a very very good question even those of us who are not diabetic um, you know can definitely get a lot of use out of non-nutritive sweeteners um, if you you know if you don't mind the taste of them if you want to use them in the place of sugar in different areas so the traditional, you know, the, the classification of them is actually called non-nutritive sweeteners because they're not all artificial, as you, uh, you know, we used to call them artificial sweeteners, and then they came out with some of these natural ones. So the pink, blue, yellow, let's just go by colors. <laughs> it's oh, boy. It's to remember all the names, Co- Come right? on, there's
1: some green in there now, too. That's there is. the well, other thing. Okay,
0: but that's going to be a different one. So pink, blue, okay. yellow are your okay. traditional artificial sweeteners, okay? So yellow okay. is the Splenda. The sucralose, and then we've got the blue, which is the aspartame, and then you've got the, um, or yeah, uh yes, yeah. and then you've got the um, pink, that is the, you know, sweet and low, which is the saccharin. Okay, so those are all okay. artificial sweeteners. This is one of the most controversial and heated topics in the world of nutrition <laughs> because you wow. have people on one side of the camp that say. Oh, you know, artificial sweeteners, non-nutritive sweeteners are such a great way to replace sugar and reduce calories. And, you know, it's wonderful. And then you have other people that go, yeah, oh, that's rat poison. I would never put that in my body.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: um, but I can tell you the science, okay? The science is they have been found to be perfectly safe. And, I, and because they're one of the most controversial and, um, you know, hot topics, they're also one of the most studied, which is a good thing because if they haven't studied them forwards and backwards and up and down, then I would be less inclined to say, you know what, I think they're perfectly safe. But study after study after study, perfectly safe, especially the artificial ones pass through your body undigested. Um, they, you know, they just taste sweet to your mouth, but there's no other, you know, really effect that they have. Um, you know, there's been some reports that, oh, well, it causes your body to think it's getting sugar, so then you release more insulin, and then that causes you to have a rebound of wanting to eat sweet. Maybe that could happen for some people, but, again, you're making the choice to then eat something sweet later. So if you think that, you know, drinking a diet soda or having some, you know, artificial sweetener causes it to sweet, but, you know, I mean, that's my thing is, like, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But I I do want to, you know, emphasize that the safety is there. Um, There's been so many studies on all three of those. And there is an upper limit. There's a, um, it's called an ADI, accessible daily intake, um, for all of them. And I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, but I think for, like, Splenda, the yellow, it's, like, 64 packets a day. I want to say for aspartame, it's like 92 packets a day. Again, don't quote me on the exact numbers, but it's a lot. <laughs> mm. So even one bad day, you're probably not going to have 92 packets of, you know, blue packets. Um, so, I worry you know, about but,
1: someone with that.
0: <laughs> right. Well, but but I say that, but then if you think about, like, A diabetic who might be having a light yogurt in the morning, well, that has some, you know, SSL-MK, which is an artificial sweetener that might be in there or some saccharin or some aspartame or whatever. Then you might Mm -hmm. have, you know, a diet soda or two. And then you might have, you know, I mean, as the day goes on, so maybe you're not opening 92 packets and dumping them into anything, but Mm -hmm. it's in, A lot of the diabetic foods or even weight loss foods, you know, reduced calorie foods, not even, you know, just quote unquote diabetic foods, but, you know, foods that we eat on a regular basis that are reduced in sugar. So, yes, they're out there. Even if you never open, rip open a packet, you're probably consuming some, um, especially if you're diabetic and you're trying to watch, you know, the no sugar added, lower sugar type stuff. So now let's go to the, the green and the and the orange. So the green okay, is So before the you go CVS. to
1: the green and the orange oh, sorry. before you go to the green and the orange. Let me just ask um, so there are there are no side effects that anyone should be concerned about or, or Well, is it of course that everybody the
0: is gonna be different. Risk so somebody benefits? might yeah, some might, somebody might get a headache from it because everybody's individual. I mean, you could get a headache from eating spinach. You know, everybody's a little bit different in how our physiology responds to different foods. So, yes, there's right. absolutely a chance that you could, you know, you yourself could have a negative um, side effect to eating anything. But, yeah, especially okay. something artificial. Um, and you know, so that's, you know, not naturally in our, our food supply that, you know, so yeah, I, am not going to say that you're never, no one is ever going to have a side effect from them. Um, but you know, most people are fine with them and not going to experience a side effect um, from them like digestive issues or, um, you know, they don't commonly cause bloating or digestive issues or headaches or anything like that for most people.
1: Sometimes. All right, on to the green and orange.
0: So the green, so the green and the orange. So green is the stevia, um, in mm-hmm. general. Those are going to be like your trivia and different brands of um, of the stevia plant. So the stevia plant is, like you said, a natural plant, but it's highly processed by the time it gets into a you know powder or crystal in a packet that you're you know ripping open and pouring into something, or again as they're adding to you know, any foods that, that we might be eating. So, yes, it is, a, you know, that's why we call those non-nutritive sweeteners rather than artificial sweetener because it, it does come from a natural source. And then the, um, the orange is the newest um, one on the block, and that one is monk fruit. And similar to the stevia, ah. it's, a, it's a plant. It's a plant. And so, you know, they just extract the, the sweetness and, um, and make that into a packet. And then you've got other things like Swerve, Um, I don't know if you've ever tried Swerve, but that one is a great Mm -hmm. one that you were asking about, like baking. I'll use that. It's not cheap, but um, I'll use that. They have a brown sugar one and a granulated sugar, and they have a powdered sugar, um, the Swerve. And I won't substitute 100% of the sugar in a recipe, like if I'm making some pumpkin bread or banana bread or something like that. I'll use the Swerve in the place of about a half of the amount of sugar in the recipe, and you could use 100%. But um, – I, and I have never had anyone tell me they can taste anything different or think it's lower sugar or taste, you know, not as sweet. Never. So that's one that, you know, I would highly recommend that I personally have used many, many times um, as a substitute when you're, you're baking. Because you've got to be careful when you're baking. You can't just, like, throw some packets of, you know, aspartame into <laughs> – into a bowl yeah to make chocolate chip cookies like you you have to you know kind of make sure that it's okay to bake with that because what sugar does is it helps browning it helps with tenderness i mean it does a lot of things in our baked goods and so when you're not cooking with you know real sugar um you have to you know find a substitute that has been accepted and you know kind of look at recipes and and again you know a lot of these all of these companies have a ton of recipes on their website, you know, the Sweet and Low and the Slenda and the Swerve and, you know, all these companies just go to their, their websites and you'll find, you know, cheesecake recipes and cookie recipes and all kinds of stuff, of ways to use their products um, in those. But, um, but yeah, I, I, so I, I think that they are, you know, so my take on it is summary <laughs> of what I just babbled on about. They have been found to be perfectly safe. But if okay. you don't want to put artificial, you know, things into your body or even some of these, you know, more, quote, unquote, natural sweeteners into your body, that's fine. Then don't. But then, you know, you got to be careful about, like you mentioned earlier, the cubes of sugar in your coffee. You know, if you want to use a packet of Splenda instead, great. Now I have zero calories, zero sugar. If I use a cube of sugar, now I've got, you know, 20 calories and four grams of sugar. So you just have to make that decision around – what you want to use and how that's going to affect your blood sugar and your weight and, you know, all of that kind of thing. So I do think that they are a great substitute for sugar um, in, in certain, you know, in certain ways. Um, I use them. I use, I drink diet soda. I have zero problem with, um, you know, consuming them myself because I have you know looked at the, at the research and they have been found to be safe. Now, the other one that we could talk about is sugar alcohols, and that is the one that does cause some bloating and, and, you know, gas and some, you know, digestive side effects. So that's going to be like your mannitol, sorbitol, those things. And some of the diabetic foods also use sugar alcohols because they don't impact your blood sugar, but those do have digestive side effects for a lot of people. Um, some people don't notice. Some people are like, oh, yeah, I can't do those. So you'll see those in a lot of, like, protein bars that are, you know, like the, the oh. low-sugar, low-carb protein bars. You'll see those sometimes in, um, you know, again, maybe some, some yogurts, um, some protein powders. Um, so you just have to look, and they're right on the label. I mean, you can see it'll say right on the nutrition facts. You don't have to have to look into the ingredients. Just on the nutrition facts, it says in plain English, sugar, alcohols, (laughs) and they'll tell you how many grams. Yeah, two, three, four grams, not a big deal. But if you've got something that's got 10, 12, 15 grams of sugar alcohol, you might be experiencing some side effects from that. And, uh, you know, just be aware of that if you're in a cubicle at the office.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow We're get, we're going to take a quick break We're here with Tara Collingwood Please let us know if you have any questions If you are diabetic You think you might be diabetic You're trying to avoid diabetes uh, Or you're just trying to get healthy all in general or And how to kind of manage yourself During the holiday season The number is 516-387-1944 G's Power Hour On Never Had It So Good Entertainment We'll be right back <laughs> dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the argument. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, ten PM to midnight on K Ham Radio. Are you chilling? Hey there. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, Gee. Thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, the holidays are upon us. I'm 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 actually looking forward to it this year. I mean, kinda of giddy almost. Um, but we're grateful to have Tara Collingwood the Diet Diva back on with us to kind of give us, a, you know, steer us a little bit. It is National Diabetes Month. Yes, it's during the month of Thanksgiving. But, hey, it's just a good time to just kind of keep yourself in check. So I wanted to ask you, I don't know if you can help me with this, uh, uh-huh. dyes in food. I have gotten to the point where I have gotten away from doing certain foods or drinks because of the dyes. Um, is there a concern to be had about them? What can you tell me? Uh,
0: yeah, it's it's similar to what I just said about the artificial sweeteners, where, you know, they've been studied, they've been, you know, FDA approved, and, um, and most people don't have a problem with them. But, again, you're going to have some people that, you know, yellow dye number five or red dye number 40 gives them a headache, or, you know, caught, there's been, you know, ideas that, you know, food dyes can cause ADHD in kids or things like that. None of that has ever been proven. But, again, I believe that every individual has different chemistry, and it absolutely Mm -hmm. is possible. So, you know, if you want to cut out all food dyes and see if that changes, any symptoms or behavior, you know, in kids or adults, then absolutely, you know, give it a month or two. I would, you know, I would say you got to give it at least a couple of weeks to, you know, maybe a couple of months of really, you know, no food dyes to see if there's a reaction. But the general consensus is, yep, they've been found to be perfectly safe, um, that, you know, they've been FDA approved, they've been studied, um, but, again, you know, it's up to us as individuals to say, yeah, you know what, I that's okay. That's great that they've been tested and studied, but I'm just going to, you know, not eat a big pack of Skittles. <laughs> a lot of food dye for me. Um, oh, so, wow. you know, it's, again, everybody is, is their own individual to, to make that decision.
1: And so i tell you one of the reasons I, I ask is because um, – I I deal with hyperthyroidism, and, you know, in addition to my medication, I I do try to do some modification in the diet. Sometimes it's easier than others. Um, And then also, like I said, trying to pull myself back from the brink of uh, diabetes. So uh, one of the things that was suggested to me was to do Gatorade um, in terms of staying hydrated and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But not, especially like if I'm, you know, exercising or I'm out in the yard or whatever, but not to do regular Gatorade, but to do G2. But I found that G2, uh, well, a lot of those drinks, sports drinks, have like red dyes in them, you know. Yeah. My other concern is because I love red velvet cake, so I'm I'm a little bit frustrated about the whole <laughs> yeah, red, dye red dye thing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of red dye. A lot of red dye. Are there, let's say, natural dyes that don't necessarily cause as much concern, uh, you know? There are, but I don't know baking. that you want
0: to know where some of those dyes come from. <laughs>
1: Okay, so, for example uh,
0: <laughs> for example, um, there's well this is I mean this I think this is fairly common knowledge but um but a lot of, I mean that people don't really realize it but like if you Google it you can find this that like there's one dye and it is the red one that, you know, the natural, quote unquote natural comes from actually like a um a bug's like a like a beetle's um uh what do you call it? Not okay. their wings, but yeah. So, okay. Never mind. So, so yes, there uh-huh. are there are opportunities for you know for coloring food that uses a different um, a different thing. But again, I
1: was so you know, hoping okay, that you I- would say something like strawberries or beets or something like that.
0: <laughs> Sometimes they do. <laughs> Sometimes they do use beets. Um, but uh, but yeah, there are other you know insects and things that they will use to get um, to get colors from as well to to have them be more quote unquote natural. Um, So, you know, again, that's where you just have to be a a savvy consumer and, you know, look at where that, you know, what does it say on that ingredient list and look that up and say, hmm, what is this? And do I want this into my body? And maybe the yellow dye, you know, the red dye number 40 might be something you'd rather have than, you know, than something like that. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, again, monitoring your symptoms and um, and seeing if you do feel like there is some kind of a reaction that you're having. And if not, then, you know, a little bit of it is, is probably fine. Um, and, you know, speaking of the Gatorade, I mean, there's, there's other options there, too. I mean, you can do – they do have flavors now that don't have any dyes in them, um, like the Arctic Cherry um, is like that mm-hmm. kind of cloudy-looking one. That one doesn't have any food dyes in it. Um, and then there's also, you know, Propel from the Gatorade line that is um, just like a water that has electrolytes in it but is clear. Mm. So okay. um, so that's a lower sugar option that's a clear, no dyes, but still tastes a little sweet and has some electrolytes
1: in it. Okay. All right. I want to also, gosh, there's so many questions I can ask you, but I definitely do want to get to, uh, I guess, substitutes that we use for in, in thinking that they may or may not be healthier and they just may be different. Um, okay, instead of milk or instead of skim milk or whatever, um, and some of us have issues with milk, then we've turned to things like um, almond milk, soy milk, mm-hmm. coconut milk, goat milk, um, uh, goodness gracious, oat milk. Help me out here. Um, what, it, I mean, are we doing ourselves any favors by switching to these alternatives because some of these actually are not really milk? Right.
0: So it depends, (laughs) depends on why you're switching. So if you're lactose intolerant, then yeah, you don't want to do, you know, regular milk. Now you could do a lactaid, you know, brand or one of the low lactose or lactose free milks, which there are many on the grocery Mm -hmm. store shelf now. Um, that that don't have the lactose in it and are still coming from cow's milk. Of course, if you have a cow's milk allergy, then you don't want to do lactose milk. So, again, it depends why you're avoiding milk. Is it lactose or is it a protein allergy? Um, And then, Mm -hmm. you know, are are you needing that protein? So almond milk is a great substitute, but it's got no protein in it. So if I'm looking for protein, you know, if I'm going to put almond milk in my cereal, Now instead of cow's milk, well, cow's milk has eight grams of protein per cup and has zero, maybe one. Um, You know, so and and there's different brands and some brands are now adding a little bit of protein from pea protein or different things, so that these plant-based milks do have a little bit more protein. Soy milk does have a good amount of protein, but most of them that that you see out there, you know, the oat milks and things like that don't have. Um, Any significant protein in them. So, you know, again, if you're cooking, if you're making mashed potatoes and you want to use an unsweetened almond milk in there instead of, you know, cow's milk, great, you know, then they're lactose free and you're, you know, you're still getting some calcium because it's calcium fortified in that almond milk. Um, You know, don't don't get the vanilla flavored because then you're going to have sweet mashed potatoes, but um, you have to kind of, you know, read the labels and make sure you're getting the unsweetened one because that's the other thing is they add sugar to a lot of those plant-based milks, too, especially when you get into the vanilla and chocolate and different flavors of them. So, you know, always look for the unsweetened, especially if you're going to be baking or cooking with it. You don't want that sugar in
1: there. Okay, so... Yeah, and that was the other thing that, you know, there's there's going to be, if you're looking for it to, let's say, avoid one thing, you may be picking up another if you're avoiding, you know, whatever it is. Um, I know that my mother backed me away from uh, regular milk a long time ago because um, it tended to make me congested. Um, mm. But, you know, then I've gravitated toward almond milk, but, yeah, I'm I'm actually <laughs> more prone to the vanilla almond milk, not a good thing. So just using the regular almond milk for cereals and um, oatmeal and whatnot uh, is probably better. Um, so what kind of – we only have a few minutes left. I want you to kind of maybe give us a few things that come to your mind when you think about um, how to modify this time of year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, focus on, focus on the fun, focus on your, you know, your friends, your family, the get togethers and not just have it be about the buffet table. You know, that's my first, my first thing is, you know, focus on people that you maybe don't see throughout the year time that you might have to actually sit down and have conversations with them, you know, things like that, and then have food more as the accessory. And then with, with the food, um, you know, again, Thanksgiving is one day, so have at it, have fun, and give away a lot of the leftovers, or just be smart about how you're using the leftovers, um, make some modifications in those recipes as you're doing it, and um, and just be smart about the how much, you know. So if you're going to a holiday party, and, you know, there's 10 different desserts, and you want to try them all, well, you know, that's too much, so <laughs> Try to, you know, look through them and decide and take a little piece. And don't be afraid to, you know, just take tiny little portions of things. If you want to try many things, then take smaller portions of each of those so that you can try lots of different things. Um, or, take you to yeah, you go. say, or take some home if you're visiting. Yeah,
1: there you go. Or take some home for some other time when you're visiting, maybe the next day or something, just have a little bit with the leftovers. Yeah,
0: spreading it out. I mean, that's the thing is it's, it's about, especially for our, our blood glucose levels, it's about how much we're eating all at one time. You know, that's what mm-hmm. spikes our glucose is when we eat too much at one time. So if you can spread it out and have a little bit and then a few hours later have a little bit and then a few hours later have a little bit. Or like you said, take, you know, take some of that and have it for the next day or two or three rather than feeling like I have to eat it all
1: here at at once. Right. Definitely. Okay. So I have kind of a, a selfish question, um, but I'm sure there are other people that are doing it because I've seen it more and more in coffee shops and that's cinnamon. I have I my understanding is cinnamon is good in terms of regulating metabolism so I tend to maybe sprinkle a little bit in my coffee but um you know uh, it does it do anything and then actually how much do you need to have if it does help at all
0: yeah, that's a really good question. Um, a little bit of cinnamon is probably not going to do anything.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, the
0: studies that have been done on cinnamon, and and it, and actually, I thought you were going to say is good for blood sugar control because that's where a lot of the research is around cinnamon right. is with blood sugar control. And so, okay. um, so yeah, I do think that cinnamon is, but you might actually want to take a supplement of it, like because it's so much. I mean, cinnamon it can be strong tasting. Um, so the Mm. amount of cinnamon that you actually would need to make a significant difference in your blood sugar or anything, blood sugar control, I, I don't know off the top of my head, um, how much it is, but just a little sprinkle or, or, you know, or a little bit in (laughs) something that you're eating, probably not enough to, to move the needle too much. If you enjoy it, you know, have at it, put it on your coffee, keep doing it but i'm not sure okay. that from a health perspective that little
1: sprinkle is going to do a whole lot okay that's what i, I was like you know i started like mm, is this really doing anything for me you know but i do i do like cinnamon salad. and it does you know i mean as long as i'm not overdoing it i guess it's okay but um so what are there foods that are let's say helpful that maybe we should incorporate more of if we are having blood sugar issues
0: um, you know, protein foods, always combining carbohydrates with those protein foods is gonna be good. They don't have as big of an impact on your blood sugar and, and of course fiber. I mean, any time that mm-hmm. you can, you know, have that apple with the skin versus you know, peeling it or throwing it into a pie, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that's going to be, you know, even better. So fiber helps to buffer how quickly blood sugar goes up as well as protein. So those would be my two things that I would say Any time that you can, you know, go out of your way to make sure that you're getting a decent amount of either of those in your diet is a good thing. But there's no one particular food that I would say, you know, is, is a must have. I think just a variety of lots of vegetables, and beans are good um, because they have fiber and protein in them. Um, so those are also, you know, always a good one to to enjoy. Um, but, yeah, okay, it's a variety of those foods.
1: Tara, thank you so much. And you and your family and friends have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I look forward to talking thank to you again you. soon.
0: Thank you. You too. Absolutely. You too. Take care. Okay.
1: Tomorrow, Tech Thursday with Burton Kelso, make sure you join us. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.